One more. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. Hi. Uh, my inquiry is about, uh, I think, the hard part of meditation. The inquiry is about the hard or hard? Hard. Oh, hard. The hard part of meditation. <laughs> All right, okay. The hard part of meditation. Which, uh, which is <laughs> meditating at home. Or meditating at home. Yes. Uh, it's relevant here also, but at home, you you got the time, you, you did all the preparation, you yes. go to the cushion, and, and what do you do? So how, you do how do yeah. you decide what to do? We have enough to do with today, <laughs> with, the me with the meditation. So on the final morning, the good co-teachers and I, we speak about the transition from here to the daily uh, uh, life. And we'll include in the communication with everybody around the meditations in the, in the daily life. So rather than shift to after the retreat, uh, in just a very, very uh, simple, uh, simple terms, for some people there is a quite regular daily meditation practice. 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, whatever. Some people it's really just being mindful and quietly silent in the small activities <coughs> of the day. The important thing here with these teachings that the whole of the day is an exploration of what practice is. Everything we say, everything we write, everything we do, um, our lifestyle, what we buy, all is in practice. And therefore meditation is not more nor less important than anything else. Some people don't meditate and sit every day and it is not necessary. What's necessary is a mindful life from wake up to sleep. So if I would like to hear about your meditation practice today, if I may. Uh, it was uh, actually they, rather amazing. Pardon? Rather amazing. Rather amazing. Uh, curious. Yes. Well. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. No, not easy, but I agree. It was like a lot of things just clicked in the meditation. A lot of things clicked? It wasn't... I didn't fight the meditation. You didn't what? Fight the meditation. Fight, all right. All right. So we go slowly, because each word is important. So things were clicking, and what's coming together, that means, and... There wasn't the self fighting with the meditation. Yes. What allowed you to be with the meditation without fighting it, without trying to control it, put pressure on it, or be still? What allowed you just to be with without the fighting? I think it, I, it's the, when I decided to come to this retreat, it's after two years without any retreat. So you went two years without any retreat, yes. Uh, I have two small children. Yes. So, uh, you, you can imagine uh, yes. hectic life. Yes. Uh, <coughs> and uh, I was sure I, want, I wouldn't get to go. You wouldn't get to go? Even uh, when I registered, I was sure I'm not going to go. No. There was so many issues. I removed a house a mm. month ago. Mm. Uh, 
you did the, 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 the move yeah, the company yeah. in, jo- in the job lots of issues mm. so and I was uh, uh, right. sure I'm not going coming right. then your wife encouraged you uh, my no. wife said no you can go no my wife is amazing she's the natural of time yes it's a good a good support I was reminded of one of the jokes actually which I didn't read <laughs> the woman says um, I'm going to start a campaign for feminists but my husband wouldn't let me by the way you talked about uh, the four types of men that's why I told you about I, t- I can tell, you, tell her why she can't find them because that kind of guy doesn't exist women make him אוקיי. Can we get to the present for a moment? <laughs> uh, I think it's... That's what really is. Right. So sometimes there's, there's a, a view and opinion. I signed up, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get here. But various dynamics and a good present, and uh, you're here. And then there's engagement in the meditation, and there isn't any fighting... with the meditation and the non-fighting with it which is important um, is allowing uh, something which is valuable and precious what was valuable and precious for you in the meditation when you were because you were not fighting with it struggling trying to control or what, 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 what occurred for you it, it was like a toss The truth, okay. The truth. Yes. You... I started uh, here with mind wandering. Yes, the second right. day. Yeah. Uh, not uh, heavy, but... Yes. It, ra- it yeah. rains. <laughs> okay, so the mind is what you're meditating, no mm, fighting, mind. mind is wandering. Come and back. Then, and then one comes back, yes. And then, I was like... Okay, what do you want to do? <laughs> yes. Don't my mind. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? So... And then he uh, wanted to meditate. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> and that was yes, because it, it's it's uh, it's like it's like uh, one of the teachers told me about the dog that uh, didn't take his medicine because yes. you shove it down his throat. But mm. when you stop shoving down his throat, he goes to drink the medicine itself. Oh, I see. Right. Uh, so if we teachers stop shoving it down his throat, <laughs> we'll, we'll the meditation will come more naturally. I agree. I, I, you know, I really enjoy meditation. It's important part of my life. For this, but the this this stop of making it something to do. Yes. I think that's it. Right. <laughs> it was stop. I was stop. I stopped doing meditation. Yeah, beautiful. That that stuck. Yes, I think that's it. <laughs> Excellent. I don't understand it. Right, I think I just stopped doing meditation. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Music. We, we stop doing meditation. Yes. Precious. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Excellent insight. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, we'll have a quiet moment and then another uh, invitation. Anyone, anytime, yes, please come, take a seat. Hi. Are you okay with the recording? Uh, yes. Okay. Can you hear at the back there? Hello. No. Yes. No. No. voice will have to be louder. And that's not easy, but I can repeat if it's a little good. Okay, this. how about now? Yeah. It's good? Okay, cool. All right. Hi. Hi. Um, hi. So, I have a question. It was actually inspired by this little piece of paper that we had to read yesterday with the teacher. Um, what is the role of like angels and gods and goddesses and unicorns and aliens in our meditation practice? <laughs> Major. Major. Yes. <laughs> so in the everyday everyday world we look around us, we say human beings. Human beings in the form of the woman, in the form of the man, and the reference point, uh, human beings. In Dharma uh, uh, teachings, the reference point 
at times, of course, is human being. But what is far more important in Dharma teachings is psychology, not the physicality. So, in the world of uh, the psychology, <coughs> the general reference point is, there are people, including here, who are angels. And uh, the angels travel very gently, lightly and sensitively in this world. One could not imagine, it's not possible actually, for the angels to raise their voice, to get angry, to inflict harm on others. And they're angels. Angels travel very lightly, like the butterflies. They travel very lightly in the world. Um, but the weak spot of the angels, the vulnerability of uh, the angels on the earth, is that very easily they are hurt because they are gentle women and men and they are hurt and that can, hurt can be through the violences of the world the abusive language and much much more they're sensitive creatures in the inner, of the, uh, inner, uh, inner life the gods of the earth the current gods of the earth are, of course, the rich and the powerful and the sports stars and the film stars. They, they, we've elevated them into the godhead. But uh, not, not in the, the, the Dharma world. So the gods of the earth are those who we respect, we recognize that he, she and they have an authority about them have a clear wisdom and understanding about their particular area and we know as humans that we have much to learn from the gods and sometimes we have the blessing and the privilege of being in the company of the god or the gods uh, there. the azuras azuras is those who are dark negative blaming fault-finding, laying heavy numbers on other people, sometimes on themselves as well. Uh, of course, there's no English word there, but they're called the Azuras, uh, the old, the old uh, language. And uh, alien has a variety of uh, meanings. Sometimes, one expression of it is, uh, is alienation isolated, cut off from, uh, cut off from the reality of things. And sometimes some of those powerful, influential people lack empathy. There's an alienation from the intimacy with life, and as a result, we have where it gets. But there's also, in terms of uh, <coughs> alien, that there's a way of looking at one's life and uh, origins which do not seem directly connected with this planet. They're not detached from it, but there is some sense of their relationship to life is different you know, from I others. I feel that so, sometimes. And you feel that sometimes, and others feel that there. <coughs> so the world of psychology, I think, reflects life and Earth more than just we're all humans. I, I prefer the, the psychology to 
the simple statement that we're, we're all human. That's the, that's, the, that's the question. The answer to the question. So there's um, these energies are actually physically manifested into people. Is what the, you're saying? Not, Could it maybe. be trees or grass or well? So the, tradi- the tradition is. I mean, to give you an example, a clear difference between East and West, if I may say. When I was a monk, it wasn't unusual. We were in the monastery 365 days a year. We were meditating. We didn't read. We meditated outside. We could all see each other meditating from 4 a.m. in the morning till 10 at night. There with the evening talk. That was how it is. There would be monks at times who would say, I can hear voices in the wall. Now, in the West, this sets up alarm signals. Paranoia, um, projections, etc. In the monastery, none of that at all. The primary interest was, what was the voice saying? That was the interest. Was it, what was the voice saying? Yeah. Was there any wisdom in it? Was it worth listening to? Or not? It was like that. The trees, the same, it would be said, the devas, which are kind of the angels. <coughs> yeah. so, and in the animals and the birds, sometimes something touches us. A person today, more than one person today actually, spoke of the cat, which is not far from this building, which looks like it may not get through the night. It is dying. The, the good team have contacted the vets locally and no vet is willing to come in because it's Saturday. And it's a great pity when rules and religion governs compassion. And that's how it is. It's there. Uh, but people, one or two people have been going there to uh, the cat. But the cat, quote-unquote, speaks, quote-unquote. And with one or two people, that has touched something quite deep in the person. Questions about life and death and transition and care and support. Does the cat want to be alone to die? Does the cat need, she needs from time to time, some friendship of the human being to be available for what is the cat saying? Uh, and that relationship of humans to animals is another very profound and important uh, relationship. So from the walls, from the trees, from the butterflies, from uh, uh, the animals, we can listen, and out of that listening, something can touch us deeply. And it's the capacity to listen. And therefore, nothing is exclusive excluded in this rather kind of magical kingdom that we live in. Great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's important. Eh? I said it's important. Important, yeah. he said. Uh, there you go. There you go. So a quiet minute or two again, <coughs> another um, invitation.
Yes, uh, anyone at any time, please? Yes, please come. Are you uh, okay with the recording? Okay. 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 And you are talking about today about the, the eye. Can you hear? Okay. My heart beating like. <laughs> Good. It's better than it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about today. Uh, about the eye. About the eye, yeah, self. absolutely. The self. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you talked about a, a body, body, mind, yeah. and heart. Mm. And when I'm looking about those concepts of body, mind, yes, I find them concept too. Um, so what do you find? You said, yeah. okay, when you watch, when we watch at the, I don't know, a consciousness or mind yes. working, mm-hmm. it's taking few phenomena, yes. put them together and yes. says, this is the eye, this is a tree, this is a body, yes. this is um, mm. everything, yes. this is sadness, this is mm. air, mm. everything. Mm. More or less. <coughs> mm. So every phenomenon that I'm looking at, yes, that uh, component, component, yeah, few uh, together and the mind doing the one thing, yes, I take the components and there are two uh, compound for more, more parts and more parts, yes. So there is nothing. What I understand from this, that yes. I don't understand anything. <laughs> <laughs> because everything that I think it is, is not what I think. I don't know what it is, but it's not what I think. Mm. Mm. Okay? Therefore? <laughs> Therefore. <laughs> uh, I appreciate your point, and I'm, 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 I'm tracking and following along with you. Okay. It's, it's, it's clear. I'm with you. No problem. We are here for the suffering. Buddha. Buddhism. Maybe the suffering yeah. too. We're here for the end of suffering. But carry or on. end of <laughs> suffering is the same. Because everything, concept, everything you have, it's, it's because you don't have it. If, if not, there is... Slowly, slowly, slowly. Okay. So key to experience. So okay, this is, a, this is a table mm-hmm. because everything around it is not a table. That, yes. That's made it. All right. Okay, so suffering, non suffering. Slowly, slowly with that. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay, okay go on. We're so we're here for the suffering or non suffering. Whatever you like. Be <laughs> whatever reason you like. We have non suffering because there is suffering. Mm-hmm. So maybe the suffering is a concept too. And life just. Happens. Mm-hmm. I know I'm following mm-hmm. to the nihilism part, but I don't know how to get out of it. No, no. <laughs> All right. <coughs> I'm following, correct, for okay. following c- correctly. So, reference is made in the talk to the eye, as you pointed, the self, the eye. 
and its place in this scheme of things, uh, the special or the place that it has in this whole body mind process. So today, with the talk, some comments were made that we can be present to the body as an object of interest. We can look at the body, we can describe the experience of the body, the pain, the warmth, the shape, the colour, etc. We can look at it. That which one can look at, one cannot be. Still, the body... Yes. If you look... If I look... Only of the body. Yeah. And you try to find the body. You can't find it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If you say you, this is Christopher, but listen, I'm interested in what I say, what okay. you say. If you say, oh, you can't find it, be careful, you're talking to somebody who may have a different view. So, not to let me know <laughs> what the experience is here. I'm really sincerely interested in your relationship to the body and what you can't find. Understand? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. You. All right. Start again. Okay. All right. To my body. <laughs> All right. To my body. To right. my body. Whatever. Go on. Uh, <laughs> when I look at my body, I, I eat tomato and I ask myself, from when this tomato is this hand, yes. when it's tomato, when this air is me, yes. where it's not, yeah. where what is inside and what is outside of the body, yes. the sound, if, mm. it is, if I hear it, it's yes. inside or it's outside, and if yes. it's, I can't hear it, it's... Yes. You, you yeah, yeah, I'm with, with you. So, yeah. I so, so, I, so, so now if you take my hand, mm-hmm. one of my hands off, so it's less yeah. of my body. It's not my body now. If you put uh, her heart in mm, mine, mm. it's her body or my body. Or Can you remember what the um, core essential teaching was about the references they gave to this world of mine? Can you say, remember what I said? What was said in references to references in the talk to my. What you said mm-hmm. uh, <coughs> that we have the mind concept or, or feeling that there is mind, yeah, and that uh, make us suffer. Huh? Well, yeah, it can contribute a lot, of course. Yeah. So, just to repeat to keep with the flow with you, the construct the formation with the history and the feelings and the views and the opinions and the conditioning gives rise very easily to the sense of my and as you rightly say the my might go just to here but if I cut my hair and um, cut my fingernails and it goes down the toilet then I think oh my god I've lost some of myself oh dear can I get it back 
I don't like using bits of myself, etc. But if one's not using the language of my, here is organic life, and one is respectful, mm. cutting the hair, clipping the nails, no, no conflict. Mm -hmm. There's no loss because there's no my to have in the first place. It's organic, organic uh, life. And the same, equally important, we have been sharing with each other, we've been talking about our experiences, we have been describing them, the beautiful ones, the happy, the joys, the gladnesses, the anguish, the disappointments, the guilt, the grief. No. And so we have this remarkable capacity to put these experiences, so to speak, right in front and speak quite openly to another about this experience. Yeah. It's an object of interest which is shared with the other. Mm -hmm. That which is an object of interest, why would, I, why would I want to call it mine? Why not? That is the object of interest. I don't refer to it as me. Why do I need to refer, you know, if I look at this and this, I don't say, oh, this is a bit of me, and this is a bit of me. Why not? Why? Why look and regard the feeling, thought, emotional life as me? Why not see it as emotional life with care and addressing, getting some insights into it? Okay. That's the response. What's your, what would you say? That it's not only the me. If Which is not. So yes. Go on. Let's go further. All right then. Um, what would it be to go further for you? Like you talk about the me, yeah. you can talk about everything. Not quite about clear to me. Every, about time. Okay? Yes. Past, present, and future. Stay in the present. Stay in the present. Stay. But you can't yeah. catch the present. You can't. I haven't said stay in the present. Or you're using past. Present and future. Or future. Yeah. But. That's, that's been said to be you. Oh, sorry. Okay. Pre uh, future yes. and, and uh, past, past mm -hmm. can be only if there is present. Yes, agreed. But what is present? Because every moment yes. left, moved. Now it's present? Oh, it's already past. Yeah. It's already passed. It's already passed. Yeah. So what's the problem with it? You can't catch no. time. You have no. feeling of time, yes. but when you look at it C can we go back? I have a feeling of time when I look at it. When you look at it when, it's when like I have a feeling of time. No slowly, slowly. Each time you say when you look at it, you have this. Christopher is not your object. You are. So in other words, if you keep it, it's easier for Christopher to listen to when it's not the you language. It's a little bit, when I look no, at time, I, I feel it's like this, it's no, like it's this. No, it's because my English is not good. That's what No, I it's mean. not. It's a common, it's very common. It's not okay. easy when to I look keep at it, in touch here. When I look at it, okay, it's fading yes. away. Okay? Yeah, right, yes. Every subject or everything that mm -hmm. I look at it, mm -hmm. uh, it's fading away. Yes. Like the self that's fading away yes. when we're doing it. Yes. Not just the self, 
everything is fading away. Yes. The same way. Hmm. Yes. So. so the question is, the suffering. Mm-hmm. Is it not a concept that fading away too, and we are getting here <coughs> crazy <laughs> for something that? <laughs> would you would you, a concept in for this swallow? A concept is just an idea. Mm-hmm. Only an idea. A concept is an idea. A concept is a word. A concept is a thought. A concept is an interpretation or a view. Would you say suffering is just a concept? In your experience? try to look at it from the investigation mm-hmm. yes it's only concept oh, sorry, sorry 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 you using they, such they, they, <coughs> what what you have to go sentence by sentence you don't mind when I look at it for investigation it is only a concept when is I that always the case every no. suffering you've had you've looked at it just no. a no. All right. Good. No. When it's from the heart, still it's concept. From the heart or from the mm-hmm. other yeah. other things, yeah. <laughs> it's feel like existing. Mm. Could we? Would you? Uh, no pressure. It's an invitation just for a few moments because other people say the same you know it's just a concept or it's just maya it's just an illusion or it's just an opinion or it's just a thought or whatever or suffering is like that would you like to use another language a few words <laughs> I ask without using the word concept about suffering actual suffering Fear, terror, trauma, blame, anxiety, worry, agitation, restlessness, and much, much more. We didn't use the word concept. What might be a useful word to use? Or no word, whichever you wish. If one has a sense, perhaps idea it's is the more. Same. Idea one. is the same like concept, no? Mm, whatever you is, you're, you're free to express. Maybe it's another phenomenon that happens. Meaning? So, you, you, you appreciate you're struggling. I can hear it, I can feel it, it's obvious, you know. Appreciate the good questions. 
it isn't easy if it was just a concept if it was just a concept I don't think it's just if it was just a concept it's dead easy to stop suffering you just change the concept mm-hmm. and suffering is over <laughs> is anybody just have to change another word doesn't make a difference it will still be suffering suffering is more than a concept it's a truth of life that's what suffering is it's a truth of experience it's the truth that there are causes and conditions which contribute to suffering it's not just a concept and if it was just change the word and the suffering would disappear because it's just a concept but not in this teaching not in this Dharma Hall we acknowledge that there is at times certain suffering which takes place we explore what some of the conditions are we explore ways uh, to work with it uh, of course but we treat it as the truth of the person's experience and that to be is more respectful to it and just co- dismissing it as a concept. Any response? No. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for coming. And uh, keep the exploration alive. Yes, uh, one more person and agenda. Yes. With the uh, recording? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Let, let us know if... Uh, Volume goes to the other realms. Can you hear me? And now? <clears throat> so, I think it was yesterday in the talk about happiness mm-hmm. that Michal gave. Yes. And when I felt the. I opened to the happiness and the joy and I felt yes. it and mm-hmm. I imagined things mm-hmm. that bring me joy. And then and when I opened to this I also opened to a big sadness and a pain bit, yes and, and a feeling of grief and grief yeah mm. so I want to talk about that <coughs> and and, and just 
a few beings that I really love have, mm. uh, have died in the past year yes. or so. And, and I feel that they didn't die. To me, they yeah. are very much alive. Mm -hmm. And they come to me, mm. especially when I'm having a hard time yes. with something. Mm -hmm. uh, and also yesterday, in the exercise, when the grief came, mm. when I closed my eyes, I could, I could see the three, three of them sitting mm. around me. Mm. Uh, and it happens a lot. <coughs> yes. And then I, I wonder um, what you think about that, mm. and also about incarnation. Reincarnation, reincarnation, rebirth, reincarnation. Yes, please. If they are still coming to visit me, does it mean that their their soul is still in that place that before they go to a new body? a new life what does it mean does it mean that they are still still there or it's there it's uh, the beings that are in my head but the souls have been have gone to <laughs> a different place or can they be in two places well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's, we go back to the earlier and then perhaps we'll get uh, closer but they're important um, questions the initial was listening to Mikhail's uh, talk. There were references to happiness and joy, as you uh, uh, mentioned. There, there is, with happiness and joy, it's more uncontracted, it's more an open heart expression. And in the loveliness of that open heart, sometimes we are exposed, we touch quite deep in the being places of some sadness. Like you, like you said. In these teachings, sadness and grief uh, have a relationship, but one is quite different from the other in the formation, in the experience. Would you, as you wish, see a difference between what is sadness and what is grief? Or would you... The, the two words um, for you, it's fine, might mean more or less the same thing. Or if you listen, listen to the feeling tone in the word, what's sadness and what is grief? You've lost friends, or you've lost loved ones, or family members. What is sadness and what is grief? And is there a difference between the two? I think grief is is containing a few things inside. All right. Okay. What well, so? <coughs> it's important. So in the ex we, we there is a, a loved one. She or he or they die, and there is the experience of grief. And in the grief, there are a few things inside. What might be for you, in your experience, a few things inside after the loss? So, it can be for me a feeling of that I lost something, that yes. something is now missing from my life, mm. and also sometimes regret. Mm -hmm. 
that I didn't do something different. Yeah, very good. Okay. Um, and also sadness. Yes. And also despair. A lot mm. of despair for me. It's, it's been a lot. Of in in the just for me, just step, step to the Buddha for a moment. His best known discourse of them all is called the Four Applications of Mindfulness. We're actually exploring that in another discourse. Breath, body, feelings, states of mind, and the Dharma. Four important areas of mindfulness. Relationship to the body, mindfulness of the body, which includes the breath, the feelings, life, the states of mind, deep or shallow, problem or not, and the whole Dharma that goes with it. And in the very beginning of the discourse, he says, these teachings are to overcome or to put an end to grief and despair. What's your response? Here a few days with the mindfulness practice. Why would mindfulness, meditations, what we engage in here, contribute, possibly, to the ending of grief and despair? But he doesn't say sadness, grief, and despair. What's your response? A difficult question. But so lovely. In a way, you've said you you said it, but you probably didn't realise you you've you already answered this question. But carry on. <coughs> it feels to me that sadness is a very simple emotion. Right, nice, yeah, 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 lovely. Stay with it. It's just sadness, okay? Right, That's right. Sorry, absolutely right. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just want to make it clear. Sadness is a simple emotion, I agree. Mm -hmm. A simple feeling of human sadness. Mm -hmm. It can be genuinely quite deep. We are sad over the loss of. Sad over the separation from. And that applies to the Buddha of the Buddhas, to the wise and to others. There, there is a sadness there. We lose our friend, we lost some of his good friends in old age, and, you know, there's sadness. What does grief do to sadness? It's making it complicated. Right. Exactly. What way, in your experience, does grief make sadness complicated? I agree, I'm 100%. We are, as the Christians would say, singing from the same hymn sheet. <laughs> All right. What is this? 
breathe that makes it complicated? What would be some aspects of making simple sadness complicated? Mixing it with more emotions and thinking of the past and the future. Ah, nice. So we add more to it. Memories coming in, sometimes guilt coming in, regret is coming in, what's going to happen to me, I'm going to feel so lonely coming in, wanting it to be different from what it was. So the grief has a wanting in it. It adds and makes the simple, bare human experience of sadness rather complicated. You also mentioned despair as the text says <coughs> what does despair do to grief and also to um, sadness what is the difference between despair grief and sadness <coughs> despair feels to me like <coughs> thinking of the future alright so one aspect could be sometimes in the present as well, even in the past sometimes. So there's despair. What might be, say, someone once loved very much, they have died. The sadness has got complicated with grief, and on top of that comes the despair. So that might be more worry, anxiety about the future. Anything else? What, what is despair upon the human existence? What else does it do? <coughs> no, it's not an easy question. Obviously, uh, in all of that dynamic. <coughs> not easy just to return to the bare human experience of the sadness and if we can just be with the simple sadness there and not deny it, not try to get rid of it, not call it a concept but just to actually barely experience uh, it actually sadness without the pressure of grief and despair might remain with us for some time but gradually become quiet, the sadness, more and more quiet, the calming of this formation, and we will find, through the sadness, that we can be at peace with this event, called the, the death of the loved one. Mm. And that's the preciousness, and a very beautiful point you made about sadness is simple. Uh, yeah. But then, it, out of all the dynamic, it can raise questions, they're important questions about this person or persons who died are they somewhere else are they inside me are they around me how are we going to respond to these questions um, as you can see avoid answering them turning it over to you many views and opinions about Life after death, no life after death, ghosts, disembodied beings, this is one life, it's cessation. 
something of that person remains inside of us and perhaps continues through the generations much much more (laughs) how are we going to come to some understanding of something which we can't be absolute about because we're on this side of death so a belief nothing after life or a belief something after life is a belief both are beliefs what are you going to do with when we, these beliefs are important and up for question because we're as it were this side of life response For me, it's not about the belief. Not it's about the belief. About my experience. And the experience. I ex- sometimes experience one thing and sometimes another. All right. So, with the death of the loved ones, so like for example, my um, mother and father come from this world. That, and not unusual, after being together, however many years, I can't remember. 40 years, let's say, together, roughly, roughly. So my father uh, uh, died at the uh, age of 70 from um, addiction to smoking, basically. And my mother would say that she would get into bed at night after 40 years of sharing the the bed with this man. You get in bed... And on the other other half of the bed, she could feel the weight, like he was still there in some way. I didn't say yes or no, just respect this is the perception that that she had. And the sense that somehow or other, he was still close around. And it's been quite a common perception. Uh, And then that also may fade away. And the and for others say, oh, it's just your imagination, or it's just your mem- memory, and they have a complete right to that view. Uh, How are we going to embrace and include around life, death, presence, absence, voices here, voices there? How are we going to embrace that without getting into confusion and conflict? Because we're all going to, we already know and will know regularly enough people we know who laughed and cried with us and died. (coughs) How are we going to embrace the religious views, the spiritual views, the scientific views? They're all views. What what would give you support so it's not confusing? I think that's not the part that's, um, that I'm confused. No. I don't know if I'm confused at all. No, no. I'm just wondering because if it's all views, then it's, to me, it's just, okay, it's, it's a view and right. anyone can have their own view mm. and everything is valid. It could do. But Dharma goes deeper than the views about life and death. That's the difference. So 
So there can be this backwards and forwards, and sometimes we can say, as often said in the, our kind of circles, that everybody has a view. They might agree or disagree, everybody has a view. <coughs> and there is the duality of life and death. What would it be to go deeper than all the speculations and the possible experiences then, which are in, sometimes involved in life and death, is a, that which can be explored, understood, penetrated into, which is far more significant than life and death. Far more. Any response? I want to hear the answer. <laughs> you want to hear the answer. One plus one make two. Mm. <laughs> there is a resolution to this. As the poets sometimes say, live the question. I could give a response and say something. The probability It might be listened to as an interesting view. So, much more confidence in your the depth of your own being there, and to live the question: Is there that which can be explored, which one could consider is more significant than the views about life and death? which human beings are often involved in, religion quite strongly involved in, science quite strongly involved in, and I say, yes, we can respect those views when we can recognize and know them. Can we go deeper than those views? And the answer is yes. And the encouragement, if I may say, what is deeper than life and death? Live the question listen well and deeply and see what emerges alright thank you thank you <coughs> so a quiet minute and then just a little reflection <coughs> With some of these uh, 
there is a, uh, a profound and important uh, uh, questions of, of life it's rather precious and vital and not easy but to actually keep them uh, keep them alive to keep the vitality of that concern and interest uh, alive and sometimes it may apply as we were just listening to the good person there, there is at the beginning there is a past and the past has an intention to it to be here and the mind is convincing itself it won't happen and leaving to the packing to the last minute not unusual it won't happen and the identification with the thought is there but though the view is forming oh, I'm not going to make it won't be able to uh, come in fact on the last retreat around the same number of people just on this point for a moment that um, only one person uh, was unable to come and so probably quite a lot of doubts and uncertainties but the things can be going on much deeper than what we think or imagine it will be and this is reflected in the good man's presence and being uh, here and all the good uh, support and quite often when there's that movement from the past we, there can be a tendency to watch for that we skip over the present there and then we start thinking oh what about in my daily life what about meditation in my daily life it takes some trust to in the forms that we use to be mindful to be conscious to be receptive times to be still in a variety of postures uh, there and to trust that perhaps in the daily life some of the expressions of that will find its way into the daily life it's not important that you sit on the meditation cushion every morning and every evening as some of the teachers tell you it's not, not, not the important thing the important thing is the relationship to the whole of the day the full human experience lived with ethics lived with mindfulness lived with inquiry lived with love and keeping that fullness alive so that means here to repeat a certain kind of trust in the process and saying these forms may be applied like the sitting form in the daily life but there's the whole of the life which can be uh, explored there are experiences questionings which take place as well and and sometimes this word which we have used quite a lot of the way things form together and in these forms together it means lots of things as was pointing out coming together can we in the relationship to what's coming together just see enough clearly when it is problematic to recognize what is the change which is needed and to take that step or steps and a common thing which I actually have spoken to a few of you about in the one-to-ones here that it is a practice and the practice means not oh I tried what you said Christopher for one, two or three days and it doesn't work 
So my criteria is very simple. You practice for 40 days and 40 nights to change something. Or as the Dalai Lama, who years ago came in a couple of, uh, I invited him to come and speak, and a couple of the uh, retreats in, in Bodhgaya in India, can't remember much about what he, what he said, forgive me, there. But the one thing I do remember him saying, which brought a smile to my face, he said, try this practice, Dharma practice, for three years. And if it doesn't work, try Christianity instead. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that kind of attitude. We keep the exploration alive. When I was a monk, a slight diversion, forgive me. When I was a monk, I went to the Ajahn Damodaro and I uh, said to him, Look, there are all these Buddhist temples and all these Buddhist monks and all this around and around, but there's no archaeological historical proof that there was a Buddha because all these texts there's no historical proof and he said who cares what does it matter the practice works it's useful so when some of the the great Dharma teachers in my view of course uh, there and Ajahn Buddhadasa all in the Formations, remember? The formations of the temples and the monasteries and the, all the other stuff that goes with it. His comment, this is a much loved Dharma teacher, perhaps, the, and certainly the most uh, uh, controversial one in the 20th century of Thailand, without any doubt. And he said, temples, flowers, candles, and incense is religion for thumb-sucking kids. That was if you... So all of these formations can be taking place right? uh, in this. And to just look at what formations are supportive for insight and wisdom. What contributes to our understanding? What contributes to change? And as the good person said, sometimes, and I fully agree, sometimes we can just be with something and it just, whatever the issue is, and we know we're not feeding it. And in the relationship to it, the person used actually the same words as the Buddha here, it fades away. We may have some history from the past we may have some reactivity something which is old and we realise this is old stuff I do not have to keep repeating it there's an opportunity just to notice it and if we do not put wood on the fire the fire will go out it's dependent on believing in it and feeding it and thinking it and reacting against it. 
But if one loses it genuinely, loses interest, wherever the fire is, it will fade away. It has to. Because it's dependent on the wood, the fuel, to go on top of the fire. And when the fire goes out in life, there's a word in the Dharma teaching, when the fire of the past has gone out, the word is Nirvana. It means the ending of the fire. Ending of getting heated up over things. The ending, ending of getting inflamed with self-righteousness, with blame, with anxiety. And these teachings are about the realization of Nirvana. And Nirvana means the ending of putting out the fires which burn up our life. Keep exploring, keep practicing. The prophet said, 40 days and 40 nights. Hang in. Alright, enough. Let's have a quiet moment together, shall we? Mm-hmm.